0: Hey there, I'm Dallas Jenkins, and I'm standing on the set of the TV show that I'm the creator of, The Chosen. Now, if you're a fan of The Chosen, or even if you've just heard of it, I've got some exciting news for you. We're in the middle of releasing Season 3 right now, but we are going to take Episodes 7 and 8, yes, the season finale, and release them to theaters February 2nd. Yes, a TV show in theaters. These episodes are actually so big and epic, they demand to be seen on the big screen. So please, go to Fathomevents.com, and in the meantime, catch up on Season 3. Fathomevents.com.
1: Imagine this situation, you're happily married, your family is thriving, you have a dream job, a uh, full-time ministry at your church, and then you find an unexpected text or note from your spouse indicating that they're having an affair with someone else. What do you do? How do you manage that process? How do you deal with the betrayal? Is there any hope for your marriage? Uh, Today on Focus on the Family, we'll hear a story uh, about just that, a couple's traumatic journey through infidelity, and how they found forgiveness, hope, and God's grace in the process. Uh, Thanks for joining us today for Focus on the Family. Your host is Focus president and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller.
0: John, there's nothing more devastating, I think, or damaging to a marriage than adultery. I mean, it is kind of the thing, and uh, even the Lord recognizes that scripturally. This is it and it can destroy the very foundation of trust between two people. And research shows uh, that infidelity is one of the most common causes of divorce in the United States, impacting up to 40 percent of marriages in this country. And the Bible has, uh, again, many harsh words about the sin of adultery, like Proverbs 632, he who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty plain. Yeah,
1: and I think a lot of us react kind of judgmentally and pretty uh, harshly as well when we hear about a leader who falls or has a moral failure uh, along those lines, uh, Jim, we see couples all around us whose marriages are exploding because of adultery.
0: That's right, and yet God offers a certain tenderness and forgiveness to those caught in all sin, but also the sin of adultery. Think about the woman dragged before Jesus in John 8. Uh, You know, the Pharisees wanted to stone her to death for adultery. And then Jesus says, you know, let him who is without sin among you cast the first stone. And they dropped those stones and walked away because they knew, okay, I'm not sinless. And then he turned to the woman and said, go and sin no more. And I believe we should be very careful about judging the sins of other people. It is right that we are all sinners saved by grace, and we need to approach this topic of infidelity with sensitivity and grace. Hopefully, moving couples who've experienced this in a direction of healing instead of devastation. God can fix the mess of What we're describing is the gravest of marital infidelities. If you lean into God, he can fix it, and we're going to prove it today. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, we've got uh, Rick and Tiffany Bullman in the studio today. They're the founders of Mended Ministries, and uh, they help strengthen and rebuild marriages. Uh, They serve as well as the senior pastors of Summit Church in Longmont, Colorado, just up the road from us. Uh, They've got four grown children, one grandchild, and uh, together they've written a book called Mended, one couple's journey from betrayal to imperfect beauty. We've got copies of that book here. Call eight hundred the letter A in the word
0: family, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Rick and Tiffany, great to have you here at Focus on the Family.
2: Thank, Thank you. you. Um,
0: I'm thinking of that, and I'm not going to, you know, tip the hand here. But it's got to be tough mm-hmm. to even hear that. I mean, and I so appreciate your vulnerability. I mean, it's like every time you have to go out and i know you do it willingly and talk about this mm-hmm. in the hope that another couple could be saved mm-hmm. but you got to right. kind of live in this place where you're reliving probably the most horrible moment in your life mm-hmm. and so i just want to say thank you because it takes a lot of courage mm-hmm. to do that and uh you know it tears me up just thinking about it and i think we all need to realize that and compliment you mm-hmm. out of the drive to help others you talk about this pain. Thank you. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Let's start with a little happier spot. When Mm -hmm. you met, your love story. Let's go there first, because it starts there, right? It does. Mm -hmm. And what did that look like for you guys?
2: Uh, We were living in Southern California. I was attending Life Bible College, and Rick was getting ready to attend Life Bible College. And we met there, and... We fell in love,
0: talking scripture every day together. That's oh, it. yes! <laughs> How Great. important God is. And, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, I can imagine.
2: I've, we dated for four months. Was it four months? Uh-huh. And he proposed. Wow. And I said yes, and we got married a week before our first anniversary. Just of dating. Of dating, of dating. Of dating. Yeah. yes. Yeah.
0: Gene and I were 13 months, so we weren't far behind. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, maybe. it must be a California thing. Maybe,
2: <laughs> Something maybe. <to> yes. <laughs>
0: Let me ask you, though, um, and it's so funny because I'm relating to this. In the book, you talked about how you discovered some conflicts in your relationship right away, like unspoken rules and unmet expectations, the things that get all of us. Tiffany, you struggled with anger. But then there was a huge problem that developed, I think, Rick, from your family of origin, I know a lot of guys can relate to the issue of workaholism.
3: So what was going on for you? Uh, my dad always prided himself on working hard. And like whenever you do, you do it 110%. and um, Which is a good thing, but for me, when it came to my job and my work, I got so into it that my work was kind of my mistress. Uh-huh. It was it, I would put my work before Tiffany. I would take Calls at the dinner table. Oh, take, wow. Oh, I remember we That's were, a big no no, Rick. Yeah. Oh, I, I've learned <laughs> I can, that now. I can tell you that. Yeah. But uh, we, it was her birthday and we were with some friends. And I had somebody call at 10 o'clock at night. And I took the call and in, I'm like, I just wish I can go back in time and just knock yeah. myself upside the head. I'm like, what are you doing? But it was just, it was work, work, work. And, um, I didn't realize it was fracturing, fracturing not only my relationship with my wife, but with my kids too. They were picking up on, Dad cares more about his job than he does me. And,
4: yeah, uh, that is tough.
0: Hurts. You got to guard against that. And yep. you know what? You're in big company. Yeah, yeah. So I think males, yeah. particularly, but women can do that too, mm-hmm. fall into that workaholism category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do derive a strange sense of. of something good from it. All right, let's move to uh, the 17-year mark in your marriage, which is where things kind of uh, begin to unravel. Mm -hmm. Describe, you know, where you guys are at in your relationship 17 years and what was happening and what created the environment. Was it just a compounding of the things you've just talked about? Uh, Describe it.
2: We had just moved to Ferndale, Washington so that Rick could begin his first pastorate, his senior pastor job. Um, Kind of a lifelong, you know, goal. And he was really excited about it. And I was excited too. I was also worried that it would consume him. So we moved, we were a few hours from family, even further from friends. And he dove in and... So those
0: worries were realized. Yes. You know, he was all in.
2: He was all in. He Mm -hmm. was working.
0: So along comes a couple. Yes. From the church. And this starts the story. So who were they? What was going on?
2: They went to the church where we came from. So they were a few hours away. Mm -hmm. The female was my best friend. And her husband saw, um, the way that I see it is Rick was leaving these gaps. Right. And the gentleman saw that, and he just kind of came in and started filling the gaps. Oh, Rick doesn't mow the lawn? I can do that. He would mow the lawn. Oh, Rick didn't fix that towel bar in the bathroom that's been broken for six months? I can do that. I can wash your car. I can fix this. I can replace the light bulbs. What did I that can, do
0: for you? I, mean, I
2: felt like somebody cared about me because um, because they were taking care of me.
0: Yeah, and that was something you needed.
2: I did. And, I mean, you know, he took the kids to ice cream. He He's spent time with them as well.
0: I guess the right next question cautiously is how did it start then the physical relationship with the person you called chad in the book i'm sure that's not the person's name but
2: um before the physical started there was emotional right so we would message each other on facebook and that was happening a lot and you know then he filled in all those gaps that rick had left and then the physical started.
0: Right. Um, and that lasted for a long time. Three years. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we get it. And I think the broader application here and what, what we all need to hear is um, what, you know, those needs that we are meeting or not meeting in our marriage and the gaps as you describe them. Mm-hmm. We need to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is like the enemy of our soul mm-hmm. is that wolf. You know, John 1010, he's there to steal, kill, and destroy. And we've got to be aware of that, especially as Christians. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes we get so busy, you know, and this person sounds like he had some real damage to where he became predatory and the Mm -hmm. whole bit. So he's got his own bag of rocks, right, Mm -hmm. stuff that he's carrying. And that's a whole other issue. But I, that is the warning that you, know, you need to be healthy enough to be communicating and talking mm-hmm. and letting each other know where those vulnerabilities are. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue
1: in just a moment. The thousands of
3: languages today can be grouped into several dozen language families, but not to a single proto-language. At Creation Ministries International, we reveal how discoveries like these support the Bible, in this case, the Genesis account of Babel.
1: Creation Ministries International shares scientific and historical evidence for the Bible in churches all across Canada, and we have no set speaking fee. Find out when a CMI speaker is in your province and available to visit your church at Creation.com/slash visit.
4: Financial Moments with Tom Copeland. A biblically-based investment strategy is one that is consistent with God's Word and reflects God's specific will. I suggest that you review your investment portfolio three to four times a year and spend quality time with the Lord in prayer, reading His Word, with the objective of sensing God's specific direction. God promised, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you, Psalms 32, eight. When you sense God's leading through His Spirit and His Word, be sure to write it down. Why? Because most people tend to respond to sales calls, hot tips, good ideas, etc., and as a result, they make investment decisions on a case by case basis rather than developing a biblically based investment strategy that God has revealed to them. In summary, develop and implement a biblically based investment strategy that reflects God's will for the investments that God has entrusted to you. To learn more, check out BibleFinance.org.
1: Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming.
0: Rick, let's uh, aim this one at you. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell us about the night you discovered Mm -hmm. uh, Tiffany's
3: affair, the emotion of that, um, and what did it feel like? Yeah. So it was December 26, 2.02 p.m. We got a text from Chad's wife that apparently she had seen some texts on an iPad. And um, she called Tiffany and confronted her. I'm standing there with my then 17-year-old son, Joshua. Mm. And he and I are looking at each other and looking at Tiff. And Tiffany has the phone up and she looks confused. We can hear yelling, but we couldn't make out the words. And so Tiffany hung up the phone and we are like, well, what's going on? And she Mm. said, Lauren um, is saying that me and Chad are having an affair. And And Josh and I looked like, what? And we knew that they knew another Tiffany, so in my mind I'm thinking, Oh, please Jesus, be that other Tiffany, you know? And but there's just something in my spirit. And then my phone rang, and it was Lauren. And you're all standing right there. We're all standing right there. This is not the best way to get a wow revelation yeah. like this. And so we're all standing right there, and Tiffany says this, I don't need to listen to this. And when she walked away, I was like uh-oh. Oh, Jesus, I think this is true. And so she told me, she said she had pictures, like screenshots of the texts. Yeah. I said, send them to me. And I uh, hung up with her, and I walked over to Tiffany. She had walked out of the room, so I found her. I told Josh, please, can you just go up to your room for a moment? Let mom and dad talk. Yeah. And like he's, you know, wow. just bewildered beyond belief. And uh, and I asked her, I said, I'm about to get some text messages do you want to tell me now or do we want to review these together? And she just stared at me and it was a look I had never seen before. And we went back and forth a little bit and she admitted before I got the text that it was a full on affair. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'd never felt such betrayal ever. I was so blindsided. I started thinking about my kids. I couldn't even think. It was it was just very numbing, and I I wanted to throw up. Hmm. And we had some very harsh, unchristian things back and forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I'll repent to Jesus later. I'm gonna just flush out what I'm feeling, and um, I just felt it, it's just a, a deep like, like I got kicked in the stomach by a horse and um confused, very surreal and felt just very despondent like yeah i don't, I don't even know what to do i was lost
0: mm. i can only imagine what that would be like i mean yeah. that sense tiffany i mean you're i mean you're so brave to just go through this over and over again for the benefit of others but what were you feeling in that moment i mean wow
2: um have you seen in the movies where someone is going through something and it's black and it's swirling and like you can't even see straight that's that's what it was like unbelievable i I I mean you're feeling like this is unbelievable what's happening to me yes
0: yeah and in that moment what was your thought or your plan of what tomorrow would be
2: oh i had no plan i i couldn't i couldn't even think i was in shock i think that's what it was
0: where in that rick you so mm-hmm. eloquently described that as we'll deal you know i'll talk to the lord later about what i'm saying and feeling mm-hmm. right now i i, I understand that mm-hmm. when did that happen when did you guys say to each other maybe or at least to mm-hmm. yourself yeah. There is hope here,
3: maybe. I mean, that. it sounded like that night. It didn't feel like it. No, no not no, that night. No, no, So um, I went to stay the night at a, a good friend of mine, his house, which was about two hours away. And uh, on that journey, I called uh, one of my best friends, Dan, and I was talking to him. And I just said something that I know is not theologically true. I said, I, this is so big, I don't even think God can fix this. Mm-hmm. But it was in that moment that I felt the Lord kind of, it wasn't audible, it was a whisper in my spirit of, I can when I have willing hearts. Oh, and, it, I mean, and, it, yeah. and it took me back. Because you weren't thinking that. I wasn't that. was that. totally an outside. It, completely. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. And it was like, it, it, it cut through every emotion yeah. I was feeling. Kabang. Yeah, and to which I just thought back, I don't know if I'm willing. And it just left it at that. Well, the next day, I was with my friend, Uh, that I stayed the night at his house, we were just driving around, I was doing lots of crying. And um, at one point I just uttered, but she's still my wife. Like that feeling of love and commitment was still there. And I just thought about what the Lord said about willing hearts, to which I then just in my mind, I said, well, Lord, maybe I'm more willing than I thought. Mm -hmm. To which that same voice came back and said, you provide the heart, I'll provide the miracle. Wow, those are good Holy Spirit moments. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it was in that moment that Tiffany texted me. Yeah, and was the polar opposite of last night's defensiveness. The yeah. night before, she had time to think. She about had time, it. and she and she was repentive, remorseful. You didn't deserve this. This is all on me. I own this. Our family didn't deserve this. I want to work on our marriage, and that's when it was like, thank you, Jesus, wow. Tiffany. That, and we've got to
0: cover this, and mm-hmm. we're running out of time, and there's so much to talk about. Um yeah, describe that. What took place in your heart?
2: I think that I well, I just spent that night in in disbelief, but I I knew that it was wrong and I knew that it was my fault. And yes, he did leave gaps, but that didn't justify me, you know. Right. And um yeah. Well, that's
0: a repentant heart. I mean, really, because it's easy. That's what I was hoping you'd say, actually, because oh. I just feel like we can justify our behavior right. into you know whatever result we want.
2: Yeah, no. And, and that's
0: the deal with the heart. God wants right. you to be honest, and you were honest.
2: Well, and I don't think that when you sin that there's true healing unless you own your sin, you know.
0: So, Let me ask you, again, because you write about it and you mentioned mm-hmm. it, Rick, uh, with your kids, Yeah, uh, managing that, helping them. I mean, now they've got to step back and say, wow, God's powerful. Yes. He saved my mom and dad's marriage. Mm-hmm. And is that how they're looking at it now? And how's your relationship, Tiffany? That's very personal, but it is so insightful. Yeah. And what a great example for your kids, actually.
2: It is how they look at it now, um, and that chapter in the book that they wrote, they all wrote a portion of what it was like for them to be told, and how they've gone wow. through healing, and how our relationship has been built, and mm. that that was the hardest chapter for me to read, because yeah. when you are living in sin like that, you just don't take into account all of the people that you're hurting, all of the ripples, you know. And um, I really hurt my kids, and that was something that they had to get healing from. And And you too. And me too, yeah. Yeah. But we reread the book. We each reread it before we came here. And I read I'm that to tell them that <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, um yeah, okay. I reread that chapter, and then I text all of them, and I just I thanked them for forgiving me, and I told them that I was proud of them that they oh, yeah. that they wrote it Because um, they didn't have to, but they did, and they all text me back that they loved me and that they were excited for us, that we had this opportunity and that they were proud of me.
0: Mm -hmm. You you got me crying now. Thank you. (laughs) When you look at that, I mean, this is a broad, kind of broad observation, but when you look at sin Mm -hmm. and then how, you know, we try to rectify how God uses all things for good, Mm -hmm. really, and you're sitting in it that night going, "Uh uh-uh, can't happen. Mm -hmm. Nothing good can happen Mm -hmm. from this. Mm -hmm. And now you're on the backside of it with all the lessons learned and your kids doing well and Mm -hmm. forgiveness coming towards you and what they truly have learned out of this, what both of you have learned out of this. It is quite awesome when it's dealt with in a godly way. It is. Like when you can pick up the pieces and say okay we're going to follow the lord in this Mm -hmm. man that's true of every area of our life it doesn't have to be infidelity it's any kind of thing that works against the spirit of the lord
3: you know i I look at it like this if we have an injury and we go to the doctor the doctor has to treat that wound scratch at it and it's painful we don't want them to but that's where they put the medicine in and, and get healed for us and i think um, part of the the success of our family being made whole and our children are like loving Jesus and seeing God's miracle mm-hmm. is that we were willing to discuss and look at the open wound together as a family. Yeah, it wasn't good. something that we swept under the rug. No. We had honest conversations. They can grab Tiffany's phone at any time and go, mom, can I look at, it? here you go. Yes. Very transparent, owning the sin. And I think you provide the heart, I'll provide the miracle. That was God's faithfulness in healing. And was it painful like a doctor picking at a sore? Absolutely. Lots of tears, lots of anger, lots of hurt. But over time, they became less and less and less because we dealt with it. And our kids were able to express their frustration, their hurt, their anger. And that's part of the healing process, too, for them. So we're grateful for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, this has been whew,
0: heavy. But um, at the end here, just uh, kind of jubilant as well, that we can Mm -hmm. celebrate with you the miracle that God has done Mm -hmm. in your relationship, in your entire family. And, you know, I think for the folks listening and watching on YouTube, I mean, there's no better prescription here than even though you may have the right for the exit door, Mm -hmm. um, let's see what God can do. And it'll do wonders for both of you. That's the thing. Yeah. The victim as well as the villain, (laughs) right? (laughs) And, you know, the Lord heals the heart. And then let me ask you this, because I think this is so typical of couples that have gone through this. The emotional intimacy that you share now, Mm -hmm. um, the vulnerability of all of it, typically when it's healthy, like it seems like where you guys are at, it's wide open now. You know each other better than you ever knew each other before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rick, I'm sure, is in tune with the gaps. I mean, and that's what I mean. Like, Mm -hmm. you're so
3: much better,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: even though it was a tremendous valley. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love my wife more today Mm -hmm. than I ever have. And um, I had to change. I had to do some looking in through counseling, individual counseling on my life and my way I think and... I just le- had to learn how to serve my wife and we both have come to a place where we try we're not successful all the time but we try to make our marriage a serving contest yeah and see who that's can out love out serve the other and yeah i i just i love her more than anything and uh and here's the thing i wouldn't change anything for the world because mm-hmm. of where we are right now yeah mm-hmm. that's a huge statement
0: yeah it's true wow that's amazing mm-hmm. So look, it's doable. It's repairable. Um, You can remain and deepen your love, is what you're saying. Absolutely. And be a better couple than ever before. It's not what you want. It's not what you aim toward. But God does pick up the pieces. Man, Rick and Tiffany, this has been so good. And I, again, hope that the listeners and the viewers uh, don't hold back. If you've been in this spot, uh, get the healing you need. And uh, for those of us that haven't been there yet, Make sure you're doing the right things and preparing for a better outcome. Uh, That's the key, right? Mm -hmm. Get to know each other at that level of intimacy without the error would be the right way to go. And uh, boy, like we always do, if you can make a gift of any amount, monthly or one time, to allow us to do what we're doing to reach couples. Uh, To help parents, be better parents, save a baby's life, all of that ministry that's going on, that would be so good uh, to do that in partnership with you. Order a copy of the Bowman's book, Mended, directly from our Focus on the Family Canada office, because when you do, those proceeds go right back into ministry. and That's a win-win for everybody. You get a great resource, and families across Canada benefit as well.
1: Yeah, we're a phone call away. We'd be happy to help in any way we can from uh, hearing your story to praying with you, um, connecting you with one of our counselors, and of course, uh, sending this book to you. Our number is 800-AFAMILY, 800-232-6459 or stop by FocusOnTheFamily.ca. And let me uh, just remind you that we have uh, Focus on the Family's Hope Restored Marriage Intensives available as uh, kind of a Deep dive on the relationship. It's a wonderful time, difficult but really wonderful time of getting together and uh, seeing what God might do if your hearts are willing. As uh, as our guest said, call us for more details about Hope Restored. It's a phenomenal program. It might be right for you. Our number again: one eight hundred the letter A and the word family. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening to this episode of Focus on the Family.